If you see Richard Nixon, you're probably gonna die. This is spoilers. This is spoilers. All right. <laughs> yeah, I remember that scene. I watched it so long ago. Yeah, it's like it's like three different parts of the movie. You know what I'm talking about, right, Jordan? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So we are spoiling uh, the 2016 classic, The Nice Guys. Um, uh, this is your host Brett. I'm recording from Fort Wayne. Um, let's go around the room and of the the globe. And from let's go east to west, and tell us your name, where you're recording from, and your favorite Russell Crowe movie. Uh, you said east to east. Yep. This is Jordan recording from Durham, North Carolina, and favorite Russell Crowe movie. Um, it's got to be Gladiator for me. Cool, cool. Such a classic. It's classic. Catch it on TNT every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's next? Is that Josh or Mikey? I, I might be the most next Eastest. Okay. <laughs> this is Josh. I'm in Goshen, Indiana. Uh, it's got to be Gladiator, but um, I love his appearances in South Park, too. So, <laughs> Fighting around the world. <laughs> Wait, is everyone going to be Gladiator? Because if it is, we'll just switch it to Gosling. What other movie has... Besides nice guys, besides gladiators, I can't even name another. Oh, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful mind! mind. <laughs> <laughs> like I can name three Russell Crowe movies. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm Mikey. I'm recording from Goshen, and I guess uh, Beautiful Mind. I guess just switch it up here. <laughs> hey, I'm not gonna pick Gladiator, so you can pick Gladiator if you want. Actually, actually, I'd choose Nice Guys. I, I love this movie, so yeah. this is the one that I'd choose. Um, but you're just uh, gonna. Uh, uh, just uh, deny the the flat earthers of our podcast. You said around the globe. Well, we don't know that for oh, sure. Oh, you're Brett. right. This Dang it. <laughs> oh, my bad. Brett's always polarizing our audience. I know. Well, <laughs> if we're not all on the non-flat on the non-flat earth thing, then I don't want to be on this pod anymore. Staunch globalist, Brett. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I'm very we- staunch when it comes to globular. <laughs> it's definitely earth. a circle. <laughs> Do you guys feel weird that Stevie and Pappy, like neither of them, are on this pod? Is it okay? It's very, it's very weird. I feel like we got to find our new roles here. Yeah, mm-hmm. a reorg. So that's what this is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is. Uh, I already said this is Brett. Um, I love Gladiator. I love this movie, but one of my all-time favorite movies is Cinderella Man. So that would be my favorite uh, Russell Crowe movie. All right, cool. Um, so let's try to get through this quickly. I always say that, and I always blow it. So this movie takes place in uh, 1977. Uh, kind of starts off with a kid who's kind of sneaking in his parents' room. A really ballsy move, by the way. Um, he gets a like a porno mag, and he's looking at it, and a car just crashes into his house. And he goes out and finds out that the person he's looking at in the magazine is the one who's dead. Um, on the ground. Does anybody know her name? Misty Mountains. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so, is this implying that that kid has some sort of precognitive or telekinesis? Like, yeah. Is he special? He might be, or 
she's just a really big actress, and I guess every porno mag's got her in it. I don't know. He is a gentleman. He covered her up. He did. Misty. That was pretty nice. So though. hot right now. So hot. Um, there's two <laughs> little concurring stories going on at the same time. They're introducing two characters. If the first one you see is Russell Crowe. His name's Jackson Healy. Um, Mike, how would you describe what he is and what he's doing in these opening scenes? I'm not saying I wasn't a little bastard. I mean, I grew up Irish, the Bronx, Riverdale. I don't have a job title. I'm not in the yellow pages. But if you got trouble with someone, someone's messing around with your underage daughter, you might ask around for me, Jackson Healy. Jackson, uh, played by Russell Crowe, he's a he's a large fellow. <laughs> he's uh, quite portly in this movie, <laughs> and he's basically uh, he's not a hitman. He's just going around beating people up uh, that are paying him. Uh, so right now, his job is to protect this young girl who's got a way too old for her uh, boyfriend. Yeah, and that's her, creepy. Her dad wanted her. Her dad wanted Russell Crowe to go and beat up uh, this older boyfriend, so he does. I love that. He's like, you the man? Are you the man? <laughs> yeah. him. Apparently, uh, Russell Crowe put on weight for this movie, just like I put on weight for this podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, after that goes on, those are air quotes you couldn't see. Um, then you meet uh, a guy uh, named Limitations Holland. of podcasting. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Holland March, who's played by Ryan Gosling, who I think he's a, kind of a spoilers favorite. Um, he's pretty cool. Uh, he's a private eye, and um, he was hired by Misty Mountain's aunt because she thinks she saw Misty two days after she's supposed to have died. But um, he kind of leads him on a different track. Uh, Jordan, who is he tracking? Do you he know the is girl's tracking, name? Uh, yeah, Amelia. Sorry, I was trying to reorient myself here. A lot, cool. of, a lot of ins, a lot of outs. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, he's looking for the niece, which is Amelia. Well, yeah. Either way. Right? I thought the niece was Misty. I thought he was looking for the two guys that were looking for Amelia. <laughs> Amelia is the daughter of the... Right, the head honcho lady. Right, but the aunt, the the lady with really thick glasses, she's the one that hired yeah. Holland March, and her niece was the porn it's star. Misty. Yeah. Now I don't know. Sorry, did yeah. they ever he's, really? He's looking for Misty, but he. Right. He's after Amelia for some other reason. I forget what what his clues are at this point. Yeah, I don't know if they actually say why he's on that lead, but um, so then you find out that Russell Crowe, Jackson Healy, he's also he's meeting with Amelia. And she says that two people are following her. She's really scared, and she pays him to take care of them, whatever that means. Um, it kind of you get a little bit of a uh, insight into Russell Crowe's character early on when she's obviously really scared, and she gives him the money, and he like cuts her off, and he's like, "You're seven short," or because she didn't pay him all the monies. But ooh, he's like Bron, very staunch. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he's like, just got off a gas crisis, man. I need that money. <laughs> Seven bucks. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, I guess, pe- I mean, people were fist fighting yeah. for gas. So um, so he's got like a heart. He's shown to kind of have a heart, but he's, you know, needs the money. So, uh, <laughs> Jesus, swallows. Um, Jackson, and, <laughs> Jackson and March kind of meet up at March's house. 
And I thought this was a really funny scene. Uh, Josh, do you want to take this scene? Yeah, so Russell Crowe, and still after watching the whole movie, I'm not sure if he was supposed to find this P.I. or not, but he finds a P.I. and it happens to be Ryan Gosling, and he goes into his, like, intimidation mode, and this guy, like, I guess for this one, he was paid more than just, like, one punch in the face, and I guess his contract included having to break his wrist. And so it's basically a slow build till he's like, all right, now's the time where I have to break your wrist and I'm sorry. And he just like does it. <laughs> and this is like the first of many really weird gosling screams. Yeah, like the, the yeah, that's, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Mind if I have an apple? Ah. Oh, we skipped over when he cuts his Yeah, I was going to go back wrist. to that. Um, yeah, he's, he's trying to track. That was so funny. He's trying to track down um, Amelia, and he's trying to break into this bar. <laughs> My gosh. Mikey, this you want to like describe it? This is literally the, the funniest scene in the movie, and it's like <laughs> five minutes in. But yeah, Gosling tries to break in, and so he cracks a window, and... He punches a little too hard and slices his wrist, and he <laughs> thinks he has it under control for like a split second. He's like, nope, that's a lot of blood. That's a lot of blood. <laughs> and tips over, and then it like cuts immediately to him in an ambulance, just almost dying. Saying some, I love how that scene plays stuff. out because he's like got a super, not super serious, but like pretty serious voiceover, and he's like, "Yeah, so this is how you pull off a deal." And then, it, like, <laughs> this is before you know he's, like, a huge screw-up, too. So, it's kind of, like, out of the blue. Yeah. He's got a disguise on and everything. He looks like a professional. And then he immediately slices his whole <laughs> whole arm up. Josh, <laughs> I would say you're dies. definitely right. Like, uh, you don't really know what kind of person he is. I mean, you, you find him, you meet him, he's in a bathtub, and he looks like he's a drunk, which he is. But the only other hint is when he's trying to bribe that bartender, and he, what does he give him a... Five dollar bill that's shaped like a bear. What was it? It was a shirt, but I thought it was like a fifty. Oh yeah. So, but and then like you don't really know he's so goofy, and then you see him break in the glass, and that's when you're like, oh, this guy's kind of a screw up. So it is kind of. I like how they did that. You don't really know, and then all of a sudden, it kind of sets the stage for how he's like. Um, but back to the scene in March's house. Uh, <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. He comes in there and he's roughing him up and then he r- tries to get the gun in the cookie jar and then he just gets beat up more and then he's like, oh yeah, we're fine, fine. Then he starts crawling towards the gun. It's just really funny. He's just, and then that's when he breaks his arm. Now I'm very sorry that you didn't get the message. Me too. But I get it now. <clears throat> I get it. I dig it. now you get the message now yeah okay so jackson's walking out of the house and he, you meet uh holly for the first time i believe which is holland's daughter and i thought she was really cool in this movie she was a pretty good actress she gives jackson a yoohoo for some reason uh, she's super friendly um and then you next time you see jackson he's walking into his apartment with a big old case of yoohoo and he gets jumped by two people um Joe, do you want to like describe this scene and what the two thugs are like? Yeah, yeah. They uh, there's the one guy who voices the president on Rick and Morty. Nice. And, <laughs> Keith and David. 
Yeah, him. And I don't know the other guy's name. Um, he ends up being his name in the movie is Blueface. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> but uh, they are asking him about Amelia, and they like kind of beat him up a little bit, and they're looking around his apartment, and Blueface really pisses off uh, Healy here because um, he's like. I forget how he does it in the, in the first place, but he ends up going to check out like this bag. And I think it's a dye pack, like from stolen money, like explodes in his face, thus the blue face moniker. Um, and then he starts like taking Healy's fish out of the tank and throwing them at him and telling <laughs> him to eat, eat his own fish. It's super weird. Uh, but Healy <laughs> kind of pulls a nice little escape here by switching on the lights and fucking him up. At this point in the movie, I was pretty confused as to what the tone was because i Same. i didn't really know it was like a comedy and i was kind of like freaked out like this guy was gonna tear someone's throat out or something this mm. blue face guy it's kind of weird it's it's kind of like a goofy caper but it almost has like a little bit of neo-noir to me even though it's not really that dark of a movie so it's just a really weird actually uh, in my review on letterboxd I said it reminded me of a movie called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and I said that before I knew that it was the same writer. So, I don't know if you guys have seen that movie or not. No. Uh, I know he also... It's Shane Black, right? Yeah, he also he wrote this. Yeah, so Lethal he's Weapon. done like Lethal Weapon. Yep. Yeah, so... That's kind of like what I compared it to. And it's like 70s sure. Lethal Weapon. But Kiss Kiss Bang Bang's kind of like really goofy like this, too, with uh, kind of Robert... Tony Jr.'s comeback before his big comeback, him and Val Kilmer. It's a good movie. I think you'd like it. But uh, yeah, that's funny. You said his name is Blueface. The other guy, his name is credited as Older Guy. So that's what that's what his name is in the movie. <laughs> Blueface right. and Older Guy. Um, and well, he's from they? Michigan, I think. So we know that much. Yeah, back to back home to Michigan. <laughs> he um, doesn't. He doesn't go to Michigan though, right? No, we find out where he goes. He goes all over. Um, <laughs> Uh, you kind of find out that they're also looking for Amelia so you know we hear all this mysterious Amelia talk and we don't really know who she is or how she's involved in anything so in a kind of a funny twist of fate uh, Jackson goes to find March who is taking a crap and that's another pretty funny scene where he's trying to like be tough and talk to him but the door keeps closing when he's in the bathroom and he's trying to cover himself with a magazine. <laughs> March, Jack Ely. Don't get upset. I'm not here to hurt you. Just want to ask you a question. Hey. No. How stupid do you think I am? I got a license to carry, motherfucker. Ever since your little visit the other day, this little baby's going to stay right here. It's pretty funny. Um, so they go talk at the kitchen table and uh, not the kitchen table. Uh, they're at a bowling alley and you find out that Jackson wants to hire March to find Amelia and he pays him, I think, $400. And then uh, March's daughter comes up and gives him a rim job. I mean, a rim shot in his ear. And um, it's they they make a, like a joke. It's kind of a mini joke throughout the movie. She says you're the worst detective in the world or something like that. And you kind of think he is, but he does some decent stuff. And he like, I already know where she is. Not really. He's totally like Professor Gadget and she is Penny. For sure. Yeah, no. And I, I always hated that show because he always got the credit 
and Penny never did. Penny and the dog, whatever the dog's name is. I think he's more like uh, Pink Panther Clouseau. He's yeah. just kind of fumbling into the next clue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's true. He has like one big breakthrough in the movie where he's like, "It's not the it's not the flight. It's the bus. It's not the yeah. west side of town. It's the east side of town." <laughs> and then they go there, and it's just like complete bullcrap. He ended up being right though, but he like was wrong about just about everything else. Uh, so. March is pretty much certain that he already knows where she is. He he takes Jackson to her anti-pollution uh, protest group, and he's like, there she is, thanks. And they find out she's not there, and they meet this guy named Chet. That was another funny scene. Man, I thought this movie had a lot of funny scenes. Uh, they're all protesting smog or whatever. <laughs> Dude, the random, I don't know, like, if they were just, like, w- one-day actors on set. But the people who were playing dead were throwing out some hilarious lines. Yeah. Do you know any of them? Can you remember any of them? <laughs> was uh, uh, Key up there? For, as one of the cops? No, as one of the dead people. Oh, Possibly. Wow, I, I didn't know. The one with like the bandana over his face? Yeah. And he's like, get out of here. We're fucking dead. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't I didn't notice that. I didn't see him in the credits, but I didn't really Does look that Does anyone know what you're protesting? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the they're air, all man. protesting. They're typical, like, <laughs> hippie type. But uh, some uh, Mark says, anybody want to make 20 bucks? And Chet is all for that. Um, so Chet takes him to this burned down house and uh, let's see. This is a little, uh, Joe, do you want to describe what the house signifies and who they're looking for and kind of the crux of what the movie is going to be coming up? Woof. Uh, people can jump in and help them by the way. Yeah. What they, they go in and they look at like the burnt house and they realize that, oh, cause they've met the projectionist and there's a kid that goes by hmm, the and kid. keeps offering to show them his dick which is super <laughs> weird yeah but he tells them does he tell him the guy's name that it's dean yeah well chet tells him that's dean and that was her boyfriend okay. who just died director yeah director and you kind of mm. find out from the kid and chet all together that they're making what they called an experimental movie with misty mountains so this is their <laughs> connection you finally get the connection between them but um the house burned up because to burn this uh, movie and Josh, do you know why they tried to get rid of this movie? What the movie was about? Yeah. So this is where it's really hard to fit a plot like this into podcast form. Cause it gets a little big Lebowski ish here with For all the sure. ins and Definitely. outs, dude. But yeah, I think it's like they are using nudity to like shock people, but ultimately it's about like this Detroit, auto company that's poisoning the air so like it really ties back to her activist group and get out of here we're dead like all those people <laughs> yeah and but the people in it is are like related to this lady really high up right well one of them is her daughter yeah it's the yeah so that's like yeah. embarrassment Amelia. for her and then mm-hmm. ultimately the message they want to get across in this room full of really powerful people is that this stan lee looking dude is breaking the law Right? Yeah, they it's I mean, kind of mall rats ish. We just jumped about an hour and twenty minutes into the movie, but yeah, it's a catalytic converters are letting out pollution. Yeah, I mean this this stuff really happened. I didn't know it was in the seventies, but like 
like the diesel, uh, the Volkswagen diesel thing, like 15 years ago was a big scandal. This is another one, uh, just air pollution. They're supposed to keep it under a certain amount and they weren't doing that. They were just paying off government to, you know, allow them to do that. I don't really know why, but, but, um, so yeah, they're making a movie. It's like a porn movie. It's mixed still going with, on to this day, Brett. Yeah. That same Investigative stuff. journalism. Uh, does anybody remember the name of the movie? Bowling yeah. for Columbine? Uh, <laughs> no. The, the porno movie? Yeah. Shit. Uh, it was something. How do you like my ride, big boy, or something? Close. Nice. How do you like my car, big boy? Oh, yeah. How do you like my car? Hey, kid. What? What was the name of that film? I don't know. Uh,. How do you like my car, big boy? Okay, let me, uh, we get to, I think, one of the funniest scenes in the movie, maybe the funniest scene, is they go to this big old party. They're looking for Sid Shattuck. Josh, do you want to, like, talk about the the thing with the airport, or you would that be too hard to explain? The thing with the airport? Oh. Because like, it's super funny, where you, uh, he's like, this is a plane, I'm going to go at 1030 so the reason this reminds me of Big Lebowski is because there's a scene in that movie where Big Lebowski actually takes proactive motions and he takes this guy's notepad and he like uses his pen and traces it. And so it's like, oh man, he's like doing a good thing to get a clue. And it turns out that this guy was just drawing some like cartoon character whacking his dick. (laughs) And so this is kind of like the same thing. They have this note. And Russell Crowe, who's been predominantly like very effective in this movie, is like, this is a flight time. We'll be here at this time to intercept her. And in this, I don't know, epiphany moment, uh, Gosling is like, no, this isn't actually an airport. It's a hotel on the west side of town. And they go yeah, there. Yeah, and it's European. Been gone. European? Or European yeah, yeah. time dates or something? I don't, I don't get that part, actually. Well, the dates are backwards. I'm trying to figure out if I skipped ahead or not, if the big party was first. I think the big party is first. So my bet we'll, uh, we'll get to that later, but the dates, like, um, if it was 32684, it'd be 26384 in Europe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what he was trying to say. The month and the month and the day are switched around. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's crazy over there. It's just crazy town. But uh, one of my favorite scenes, the whole movie is the big party scene. They're looking for S- Sid Shattuck. And that's a porno name for sure. He's in the movie called like Pornokio or something. <laughs> <laughs> they find his they find his billboard. They're like, how are we ever going to find him? Yeah. Um, so they go to this party and they're about to go in the valet. And uh, what does March discover in his trunk? His girl. <laughs> yeah, his daughter. Uh, his daughter uh, snuck into the car because she's she. I don't know if she thinks that she can help uh, her dad or she just is Bored. trying to keep her dad alive. Yeah, <laughs> she's so, Penny so. from Mister Gadget. Yeah. Brett, this is the yeah. second movie you've chosen where uh, a professional bad guy has a kid that rides along in the car with him to dire consequences. Oh, Road to Perdition. Yeah, that one's really dark, though. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not as funny as this one. Um, but Tom Hanks' scream when he discovers his dead wife and child is pretty funny. 
it's a lot like Ryan Gosling screams in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a funny uh, Tom Hanks impression he did during that. But I thought this was a lo- another little funny gag. Um, she's like, since I'm already here, I might as well stay. And he like shuts the trunk door on her, and he's like, tries to get the valet to take the car away. He's like, I can't take the car like that. So he ends up taking her into the party, and Ryan Gosling's character immediately gets wasted. And he's up to all these shenanigans while <laughs> while Jackson's up trying to actually do some investigating. Uh, just, he starts drinking, and then, like, two minutes later, you see him, he's swimming in the pool <laughs> with, in his boxers. And then, I think one of the funniest little physical gags in the movie... He's out with some random girl who's dressed like Pocahontas or something. And he's like, shoot me. She's like, bang. And he's like, shoot me again. She said, bang. And he flips off the back of the balcony and rolls down a hill. Brett, do you love how they kind of make (laughs) a thing in this movie to really show when he has his first drink? And how, like, sometimes... Yeah, usually it's, like, really quick right away. And sometimes it's, like takes a person saying like they're free you know and he's like Bing. yeah he's trying yeah, and at the end he's trying to be responsible he's like no and he's like they're free he's like oh dang it <laughs> but yeah so he rolls down this hill which is freaking hilarious because he's wasted he's trashed and while he's rolling down the hill I think Jackson's up in Sid's room and he discovers this is when he discovers that note um, he grabs that note finds a case of the movie is empty, so the movie's gone. So then they go to... And I found out uh, Shane Black borrowed a lot of stuff from, I think it was either Laurel and Hardy or Abbott Costello, but like when Ryan Gosling's lighting his cigarette, you find out there's a dead body next to him. And I, I have to look this up, but apparently that's Robert Downey Jr. What? What? <laughs> He's, it, apparently that's, that's pretty funny. Yeah, because he was in Kiss oh, Kiss dude, Bang is Bang. This, I, is this Avengers spoilers? Gosh. No. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But yeah, but he's like a buddy of Shane Black, and that's him uncredited with like a bullet in his brain. And yeah, so that's pretty funny. But he starts doing like this really, really old, like, I don't want to do it on here, but he can't talk. He's so scared he can't talk. Actually, another big thing you missed. I'm sorry I'm babbling. Is you see a girl. Um, oh, yeah. He totally sees his mark and doesn't yeah. put together that. No, he's her. too wasted. Yeah. He's too. He's like, <laughs> he's like, where's my gun? Like, I lost my do, gun. Do yeah, I know you? Yeah. Yeah. So, and she's freaked out. So she runs away. So then he just lays, posts up next to a tree and he sees the dead guy, Sid. Um, he calls for Jackson. Um, I can't remember if this is before or after he gets in a fight with older guy, which is a pretty good fight up by the hot tub. Shots start getting fired, and um, yeah, he's about to kill older guy, and older guy says, "I'll pay you." And he's like, "I don't ever want to see you again." And older guy's like, "I'm going to go to Michigan. Is it Michigan or Detroit? Michigan. Michigan. He's never going to come back or whatever." So. That's how that ends right there, you think. He lied. He did lie, and I was disappointed. I like him. I mean, not his character. He's a bad guy, but... Um, so then, uh, Holly, who's just really dumb in this scene, she's kind of smart throughout the movie, but she's dumb here. She gets in a car, 
And in the car is Blueface, who still has the blue on his face, looks ridiculous. <laughs> and it looks like he's about to kidnap her or do something. And then he sees Amelia and he's about to shoot her. And Holly saves Amelia by hitting the gun or whatever. And that's when everything goes crazy. Holly and Amelia take off. Maybe it uh, was this point again. And maybe it's just like when the little girl is in trouble because I have daughters that the movie would get weirdly dark. You know, after showing Ryan Reynolds, like after showing Ryan Gosling basically playing Ryan Reynolds diving around drunken pools and stuff, like it cuts to this really scary blue face dude like kidnapping a little girl. It's pretty freaky. Well, technically, he didn't kidnap her. Someone just put her in his car. But, <clears throat> but yeah, there's no, a scene this is where they're like shuffling to the lock. And I think this no. is definitely a dark movie that's supposed to be really funny. Um, kind of like, I mean, Big Lebowski's dark, but it's a funny movie. So, I mean, I get it. it, it they're definitely dark scenes. It's super violent. Um, it's pretty, pretty bloody. So, um, so Holly and, uh, What's her face? Amelia take off. And Ryan Gosling's still super drunk. He gets in some, steals somebody's car. And he's just driving like an idiot. <laughs> and then he's about to run over Blueface. I don't know what his goal was there. Does anybody know what he was trying to do? He like re- revs the car at him and then like swirls like around and then goes right into a tree. He's still just drunk. Like, yeah, he's super drunk. He's yeah. messed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Blueface is about to kill somebody and then he just gets smoked by some van man he gets jacked up so bad right you guys are fast Woo! <laughs> there's it and then you this is kind of when you find out that holly is a really nice girl with a really big heart because even though that guy's trying to kill her uh, she won't keep running because she's like he needs a hospital he's hurt really bad so uh, Jackson comes and says something like go call 911 but Jackson actually does anybody remember what Blueface says to Jackson yeah he says John Boy is gonna get your ass yeah John Boy that's kind of definitely ominous that's one of those scarier scenes he's like he's gonna kill you he's gonna kill her well it's even scary when she was walking over to him to help him and the gun was still like yeah I two kept, feet yeah. from him mm-hmm. he was jacked up though like he would have probably died really soon but yeah he basically says john boy who we don't know who that is but john boy's coming and then he does die pretty soon yeah so then jackson <laughs> he's Says something like, you a remember merciful me? Kill. Merc- he yeah, kills merciful a merciful kill. <laughs> he took no pleasure at all in oh, yeah. choking Blueface out. <laughs> he pretty much told Blueface that he was going to kill him earlier in the movie for <laughs> grabbing his fish. They're even now. But, uh, and then Holly, who for some reason has a really, she really like likes Jackson's character for some reason. Yeah. Um, she's like, did you kill him? He's like, no, he, I didn't kill him. She's like, good, because she really would have lost respect for him. So then we get into the... Instead, he did kill and lie about it. For I sure, think she, but... I think she knew that, though, right? I don't think she did. But she said but later in the movie, like, I know you she, killed her. Uh, 
Oh, does no, she, she does say, I, I know you're a bad guy. In. She does say, you are, I know you're a bad guy or something like that. She does say, she just looked really relieved when he said she didn't kill him. That's why I thought maybe she didn't believe him. Uh, she did, did believe him. I guess it's open to debate. Then it kind of, we start to get towards the end. I don't know if this is the third act or whatever, but this is where you meet Kim Basinger. And you mentioned her earlier. She is like a head honcho in the Department of Justice. Her name's Judith Kuttner. And you find out that it's actually Amelia's mom. So she tells the two guys, Amelia's kind of crazy. She's She thinks that I'm trying to kill her. She thinks that I'm doing this, this, and this. I actually, when this happened, I looked right at Brittany. I said, I think she's a bad guy. But I guess we'll find out if she is or not. Um, so she actually hires them. And I thought, man, I just, so many little things in this movie cracked me up. Like... She's getting ready to write them a check for ten thousand dollars a piece, and he goes, "We won't do it for anything less than five thousand. <laughs> and then he like, she's like, "Okay," and he like gives Jackson a nod, like, "I just hooked this up," and you see her pull the check out and rip it up. So funny. Um, man, I'm gonna have need someone to take over. Um, uh, so this is where we get to the hotel scene. Like, I think March is ready to be done with this case. Unless something happens in between there. But this is when they find out that Jackson, Jackson thinks it's at an airport. And Gosling tells him, no, it's in an apartment. That's when you find that out. And then they go to the, the hotel. They kind of find it by luck. Because Gosling's starting to realize that he was an idiot. And that the curfew. I thought that was really <laughs> funny, too. He said there's a curfew. Planes can't go, can't fly from 10 to 6. And he sounds super smart. They're driving and the plane flies over. It's just really funny. Um, so they get to the hotel and uh, Mikey, do you want to like describe the bar and what's going on upstairs and them going up the elevator? Yeah. So uh, they're sitting at the bar and I guess they're just trying to get info. And so they're talking to the bartender and he uh, isn't giving them any info without any money. So they pay <laughs> him and he gives them some info and he tells them that what he tells him about John Boy, or something, and that they're yeah. He, he's like, uh, first of all, he doesn't pay him. The guy wants money, and he says something like, "Well, then he won't do this." And he's like, "What are you talking?" And then he smashes his face on the table, on the bar. So he didn't end up paying mm-hmm. him. And he kind of tells him that they're up there having a meeting with the I don't know what he calls them, the executives or the businessmen or whatever. He's like, "You don't want to go up there." Um, the other guy didn't learn the lesson. They're like, what other guy? So they find out that somebody else went up there. So they follow him up there. And when they get up and the elevator opens, Joe, what kind of do they see up there? They're greeted by kind of a gargling, slurping, <laughs> dying noise. And it's some dude that's, I has he been like stabbed in the throat somehow? And he's like taking his death rattle breath. <laughs> yes. Yeah, throat or slit or shot or something. Yeah. So yeah. And then they turn and look the other way. And it looks like older guys getting shot in the hallway. Yeah, so they like (laughs) kind of, I don't know if they glance at each other or not, but they (laughs) both take a little half step back into the elevator and they shut the door. Yeah, Yeah. and then they also see an older guy getting thrown out the window. I think that's him, right? Yeah. Whoever it was in the hallway that was getting shot, they see him get tossed out of the window and he flies past the elevator. That's scary. That's kind of a scary scene that Josh was talking about. That freaks me out so bad. 
Uh, it's funny when they're in the elevator because Ryan Gosling is like on the verge of having a panic attack. Yes, for sure. <laughs> and he's like shaking. He's shaking. Yeah, I thought that way. And like Jackson's scared too. I mean, he's not shaking, but for a second there, I thought they were gonna he, they were gonna go try to fight whoever that was. But that's why I loved it even more when they took a step back and went just went back down the elevator. So then they get to their car, and then. Uh, Mikey, do you, uh, Josh, do you remember what happens here? Yeah, so I think they're um, they're in the car, and Russell Crowe stops to turn back again, and this is kind of his deal. Like he he's like so efficient in everything he does; he's not going to turn away from a challenge, and uh, he's also kind of got a big heart because he thinks that the girl could be getting headhunted right now, and every all her other friends have been dying. So he's like, "We got to go back and try to save her life." But as soon as that like argument is reaching a fever pitch kind of there's this big bang on their roof and Mm. the girl is like the girl they're looking for amelia in her like bright yellow dress is right there and she has a gun in her hand and she like (laughs) tries to pop a cap in one of them and she almost shoots marvin in the face marvin yep she misses and like knocks herself out and they suddenly have the mark so yeah, they take uh, Amelia back to March's house, which I immediately thought was a really bad idea. But you know, because John Boy's after him, they know who he is. But so they go back, and it's kind of a minor story. But uh, Holly never really listens to her dad, and she was supposed to go to her friend's house, but her friend came over to hers, and they put the Amelia in the bed, and they're all like standing over her, lurking over her when they wake her up. <laughs> And then she kind of tells a story. Um, it's kind of what we were talking about earlier. It's kind of convoluted. The mom's investigating the big head honchos for, and I'll say this for you guys so you can love it. They're looking for collusion. And <laughs> with all the big rich guys, um, the DOJ, man, this is like a perfect movie for you guys. Um, so she said, She's, Time is a flat circle. Nothing changes. <laughs> no, Earth is a flat circle. Oh. Uh. See, um, again, it's kind of convoluted. There's something to do with catalytic converters. and <laughs> <laughs> I literally wrote that down, catalytic converter. So I, as old as you guys think I am, I was not born in the 70s, so I don't remember <laughs> it. I was born in the mid-80s. I mean – the plot there is pretty clear. It's like a instead of like big oil, it's like big car industry, and they're paying off the government to kind of look the yeah, other way while they dump sure. chemicals into stuff. So this, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, they're gonna let her rest. Still continuing then, to this day. <laughs> yeah, probably somewhere. Uh. I don't know if the government's taking too much money from car companies these days, um, especially in Detroit. <laughs> so Tally calls. I don't know if you guys know Tally, but that's uh, Kim Basinger's secretary or whatever. And this is like a big old red herring comes here. This I thought was confusing. Uh, she said something like, there's a drop off. We need you to take this briefcase full of $100,000. And this definitely made me think of Big Lebowski. And... So they're like, yeah, we'll take that over there. Uh, we found Amelia. She's here, which I was just like, man, you're so stupid. But uh, 
so they say, stay here to the girls, and they get in the car, and they drive. Is anyone surprised that Jackson, like, went with this plan so easily? He's usually pretty skeptical. Huh. Either way, so they go pick what? up the briefcase. What were you going to say, Mikey? No, just uh, the plan was they were going to drive this unmarked briefcase full of money. She was... Ja- yeah, is it, that is kind of confusing why Jackson was just okay with that. Yeah. Unless he was planning on taking that money. But I don't know. March is... Seems sketchy enough, too. He was not planning on taking the money. He has a heart of gold. Because Gosling is so in love with Tally yeah. that, like, he still doesn't <laughs> yeah, even put yeah, it together. True. Like, once he's like, she said she packed it herself. It couldn't <laughs> be. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't think she could do any wrong, even at the end when she's, like, a bad guy. She's like, I can't believe. Yeah, he's super surprised. So, this is just, like, a diversion to get them to get in a car and drive really far away. Um, March falls asleep. Jordan, you want to... <laughs> describe that really weird dream sequence real quick yeah what it starts off pretty realistic yeah. and he dreams that Healy has a um, an ankle gun and Jackson. he's like show him his little like ankle ho- yeah. holster um, <laughs> and then he says he's gonna fall like he's falling asleep so he's gonna pull over and let him drive and then there's like a, a bug or a bee in the back seat that's all of a yeah. sudden talking doesn't yeah, he say and- like the car can drive itself. Yeah, they, oh yeah, they've yeah. Always like, been just able to let go, man. He starts like lighting a cig with both hands, like. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, there's like a bug in the back seat, and then you hear Keely uh, like yelling, "Wake up, wake up!" And you realize that he is sleeping and dreaming, and I don't know, it's fucking weird. Then he pretty much crashes his car for like the ninth time in a movie. So, and then the briefcase just kind of goes up and. I don't know what is in there, but it's not money. Did anybody catch that? It was like paper or receipts. There's just or like magazine clippings, I think. Yeah, Brett. Yeah. Mm. This scene with the dream and the bug in the car was really important to me. Like in watching it, I mentioned a few times earlier how like scenes would get creepy and kind of too dark almost. And yeah. I felt like after this moment with the bug in the car, uh, I wasn't really as concerned. But yeah. at the same at the same time, like I think this movie is kind of absurdist, um, which I felt like kind of disappointed by. Like it isn't like a Coen Brothers movie where you watch it and I feel like there's like this underlying deeper lesson. You know what I mean? It's just more absurdist for absurdist sake. Seems like I don't know. It reminds me a lot of Lebowski. Lebowski has a dream sequence too. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, trippy, real trippy. Uh, but yeah, what well, what would be the deeper meaning of Lebowski? I guess. Yeah, I guess that's just like your, your opinion, opinion, man. Your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> we are nihilists. We believe in nothing. I mean, um, that movie gets uh, absurdist too, but I think it's saying something about uh, I don't know, like slacker culture in the nineties. But I don't know about like pi culture in the 70s if that's even like a real thing you know what i mean Oof. i mean i thought it was supposed to be silly i mean i don't know if i would say it was silly for silly sake i think it was just a funny supposed to be a comedy but like a darker comedy maybe uh i wouldn't call it like a black comedy like death of stalin but it's i guess maybe a little bit it's, it's more of a shoot 'em up caper lethal weapon type so i mean that's what mikey brought it up earlier it's 
I think it's kind of, he's pulling from that because he wrote that movie. So I think he's just pulling from that 70s storyline. So I don't know. I mean, I guess. Plus, yeah. they're drunk all the time. So it's yeah. like, well, he yeah. could. Jackson doesn't drink, I don't think, which is kind of weird for his character. Maybe he's a recovering Ooh. alcoholic. He does at the end. This is spoilers. <laughs> and it's like a, it's like a good thing at the end. Costing is yeah, like, oh, like, oh, you're, you're drinking finally again. drinking. It's like you're running again. <laughs> hmm. So, uh, so they're they realize they've been duped, even though you know March can't believe it. He does he thinks there probably must have been a mistake because Tally wouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> so John Boy shows up. Someone calls and says something like, a "Doctor's on their way" or whatever they call a doctor. And John Boy acts like he's a doctor, which is fun. He's actually the third build person in this movie. I think it's like an hour and 22 minutes before he's in it. Matt, Matt Bomer, I think his name is. Uh, he looks so familiar, but I looked at his IMDb and it wasn't like... He's in White Collar. you probably seen him in that. Yeah. Hmm. At least commercials for it. Like he's the criminal who helps a cop solve crimes to stay out of jail. Plus, he's in, like, Glee for, like, an episode. But I thought mm. this was another creepy scene, kind of like what Josh was talking about, that creepy it comes every once in a while. Like, Holly kind of figures out within, what, like a minute that that's not really the doctor. So she makes up an excuse yeah. to go in the kitchen. She goes and grabs the gun. And then, like, the kind of creepy part, uh, John Boy says something to the other girl. What she say? Leave now? If you help me, yeah. I'll let you live or something. If you help me, like, yeah, I'll let yeah. you live. I'll only kill her or whatever. I don't know why Holly didn't just shoot him, but she's a young girl and, you know, it's probably... Holly, Holly shoots both him and her friend. That <laughs> yeah. would be hilarious. That's another parallel <laughs> to uh, Road to Perdition, Josh. <laughs> she couldn't pull the trigger. It's kind of a parallel to Nocturnal Animals as well. Ah, yeah, it's true. I, th- I think that mm. they wrote her pretty well for not being able to pull the trigger like that's clearly something she did not want to do right she didn't really like violence and that's why she didn't like she respected and liked Jackson but she didn't like when he did all the really bad stuff even though she liked the fact that he beat up people for money earlier in the movie (laughs) (laughs) so um, so this crazy old shootout happens and there's another couple of funny little scenes like uh, Russell Crowe's characters hiding and he's like Throw me the gun, and March just <laughs> chucks it out the window. So it's so stupid. Yeah. It just caught me off guard. <laughs> yeah, it is stupid. I think those are like this the really silly gags that they put in the movie just to be to make it kind of like kind of Josh yeah. was saying, just kind of goofy. So in a really weird twist of fate, it's kind of funny because you you feel like the whole movie they're going to save Amelia. She jumps out of the window and she goes and tries to hitch a ride, but it's John Boy in the car and he blows her away and she's dead. So um, I was kind of surprised about that. Were you guys surprised or that the whole time they're trying to save her and then she gets killed? Yeah. The first time I saw this, I definitely was. Um, Yeah, because up to that point, the whole movie revolves around her in this movie. So yeah, finally find her she only speaks for like five minutes and then uh she's kind of dead i think that's what that's what cued me in on that she might die soon is like 
having her on screen, it seemed like it was hard to write her dialogue, and she kept having to be like asleep because like yeah, she knew too many answers, kind of, and she's just so whimsical. She needed to. I thought it was good that she died, and that um, it kind of made the John wow. Boy guy. Well, it just made the John Boy villain a little bit more scary. Like he's actually Jafar did do nothing wrong. <laughs> what John Boy <laughs> is a hero. I don't movie, know movie 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 as well, but like thematically, it was good. Would she be kind of like considered like a MacGuffin? Like you feel like she's the main story, and they're chasing her, but mm. it really ends up not being about her. It's about something bigger. I don't know. I don't know movie terms as that's well. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. So maybe yeah. they're also just trying to throw us off. So the next time you see the guy, I mean, again, chaos and everything's gone on at March's house. Like a palm tree falls down. Um. Their house is destroyed. Representative so of how that how the house is destroyed on the inside of their feelings too, Brett. Yeah, you haven't really touched on that B plot with the mom being gone and like, uh, the, yeah, the plot of land that's like next door that I guess was their house or something. Yeah, you don't really find that out until later in the movie. I mean, not now. I mean, earlier, but yeah. So. Uh, just as a side note, you're right. I should have brought this up. I was thinking about it earlier and I forgot. Um, you kind of find out that Holly likes to go to this little plot of land. Uh, it could be next door. It could be across the street. I don't know what it is. And that's where their house used to be. Uh, March, March's wife, Mrs. March and Holly and the house burned down. I guess, I don't know if she ever explicitly says it, but I take it. That the mom died in the fire? Maybe? Is that where it's supposed to be implied? I didn't know if she was yeah, sick. I'm not sure. I thought they said she might have been sick. I don't remember. That's possible too, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, and I don't know. March, maybe March drinks because he, he said he, uh, the girl said he blames himself. Uh, I don't remember what he did. It was, oh, the furnace. He couldn't smell, which is something they brought up earlier in the movie. He can't smell. Oh, and that's another yeah. thing about him being a bad detective. But so, yeah, that's a I guess I wouldn't call it a B plot, more like a D plot, but it is important. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it is, I just, it is important. That's one of the biggest heartstring scenes, though, is when you find out For that sure. girl is reading herself like bedtime stories and this yep. empty plot of land where mom used to read them. Which is why she hates the house so much, even though it's a really nice house, because she wants him to rebuild the house they had. So. Which is yeah, like that is important. She's lucky they're on the same street. For sure. Like, that's pretty convenient. Definitely. Really lucked out there. And they're kind of they're in like the hills. Got, they're kind of in the nice yeah. part of LA. It's got to be in super LA. expensive. So they're. With your sexy dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Brittany does not find him attractive. And I'm like, you're crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so they try to take this to court. They go to the, the lawyer, and the lawyer's like, not a chance. I'm not. There's, there's no evidence. She's too powerful. So they kind of are kind of about to give up. I don't remember what something sparks uh, March's memory. Yeah. About- so this this is where he wraps up uh, the old lady who thinks yep. her Mrs. nephew. Glenn. Yeah. So she thinks like her nephew, Misty Mountains, is alive. <laughs> nephew. And it's really kind of sad. George, do, you, do you remember that part? This is where I was really lost when they were talking to the lawyer and kind of how this is all working. He starts speaking in German and they he blows it off as him like making fun of her because she sounds like Hitler or something like that. 
Dude, I thought the Hitler jokes, there's like three of them. I thought those were so funny and they kept getting – he I didn't, compares like three yeah. different people to Hitler. That's the thing. He's he's comparing people to a Nazi mm-hmm. and he just doesn't say the joke very well. Usually probably because he's drunk every time. <laughs> but that's basically what the joke is. He's comparing these people to Nazis. Right. You know who else was just following orders? Hitler. But yeah, Josh, you were talking about Mrs. Glenn, that storyline. Yeah, so <laughs> it turns out that she didn't see her niece through a window, but she saw the projection of her niece in a porno on a wall through a window. <laughs> um, so, like, she finds out that her niece is actually dead. So it's kind of sad. Yeah. But it's a big breakthrough for Ryan Gosling, so he's pretty pumped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He he's so conflicted in whether he should be taking this woman with Coke bottle glasses money or if he should just let her keep her money. And he uh, doesn't he like end up like taking money after he finds out that she's actually dead, like here in this room and that it was all just a projection or something. And I think she <laughs> I ends up know. offering to pay them. Doesn't she end up offering to pay them? Oh, yeah. To she offers him another job continue the investigation yeah. or something to find the video or something because they want that she wants the guys to be brought to justice whoever did yeah. it and that's why it brings it to what you were saying a second ago is that video is also evidence for them right in their fight against uh the i don't know whatever william barr or whatever her character is supposed to be <laughs> <laughs> but the big part the, the big purpose of this scene is they find out that the tape actually didn't burn up in the fire, or at least there was a copy, because this happened after the fire. So that's when they realize that there's another copy. And then we get to like the crazy auto show, which is a lot of things going on. So I'm gonna need everyone to like pitch in on this. But they find out that Chet is the projectionist for this movie, and they think that Chet's gonna play this movie um in the middle of the auto show. So yeah, let's see. Where do I even start? They go to try to find the tape. It's not there. And then Tally comes in. Tally's got a gun pointed at him. And then there's another mm. physical comedy bit by Ryan Gosling, which I think is pretty funny. kind of goes back to what Jordan was talking about. He drops to the ground and just starts rubbing up Jackson's leg, looking for the gun <laughs> <laughs> that he sure was there. And Nobody has any idea what he's doing. And he's like, where is it? Where'd you put it? Where's the gun? And he convinces them that that didn't really happen. That was actually his dream with the bee and everything. <laughs> but that was so <laughs> surreal for me, too, because I was like, wait, was that the dream? Or oh, was me too. I thought, he, sure had, either, I thought yeah. he had a gun. But uh, this, uh, anyone want to describe what Holly Holly's move she tries to do with Tally? I thought that was pretty funny. She tries to McDonald's her. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Hot coffee. <laughs> that was Hot coffee funny. mod. Uh, yeah, but she said, uh, I would have felt bad if it was hot, so she just throws cold coffee at her. But then uh, Tally ends up slipping, and <laughs> she doesn't shoot herself. She just, like, knocks, knocks herself, herself out. out. Yeah. Yeah. And then March, who's obsessed with her, puts, like, a pillow under her head. <laughs> <laughs> and then you find out as it's going on that Chet had gone to 
get a drink, and he meets up with John Boy, unfortunately. John Boy, like, beats him probably to death, or he's dying at least, or something. But they find Does out- Does Russell Crowe just, like, leave him in that dumpster, too? Hey, that's kind of <laughs> what I think. Uh, hey, time is of the essence, man. They hate Chet, too. They might have called him, like, shit and trash earlier in the movie, <laughs> yeah, too. <laughs> for sure. So they find out that the- they're like, where's the tape? We couldn't find it. The film. And he's like, he spliced it in, like Tyler Durden style in Fight Club. No, this is like uh, Mallrat style. Oh, yeah. Now, Silent Bob. All of our Mallrats fan love it. That's for you, Pat. Hey, big dumb movie podcast guys love Mallrats. Because so it's, it's amazing. Okay, so does anyone just kind of like describe some of the hijinks and the chaos that's going on in this scene? Just kind of start throwing out stuff, storylines. Uh, everybody's fighting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Russell Crowe, I think, is uh, down on like the ground level, and Ryan Gosling is up on the roof <laughs> fighting older guy. Old guy. Yep, older guy. He's got his daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's being held hostage and he's appearing to be wasted still like he got drunk at this uh, car show and she is pretty pissed off at him yeah plus isn't he supposed uh, to be in Michigan yeah he lied for sure <laughs> bastard <laughs> but I don't remember the move what's the move oh yeah Gossing says duck says duck yeah and, does and he- then he just tackles Older guy off the his his move is to tackle older guy off of uh, the roof. Yeah. Uh, oh, but, uh, and he splats. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Older guy dies immediately. He's uh, dead right next to the pool, and then March lands in the pool, and then he hallucinates and sees Nixon. Yep. <laughs> this is spoilers. His angel of death. <laughs> I knew what you were saying earlier in the pod, Brett. It's funny, I didn't even bring that up. That's like, a who tells that story? Oh, and that's another funny little joke. He tells that whole story, and he's like, what's the moral of the story? Two ways to look at something. He's like, you could have just said that. Oh, Instead, yeah. you waste my time with this story. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's in the pool. He sees Nixon, so he kind of freaks out because he thinks he's going to die. <laughs> and then I think... <laughs> Like, there's like eight seconds in this movie coming up that I think are my favorite eight seconds in the movie. Is it where he breaks the fourth wall? Oh, no. Why don't you go ahead and describe that? I thought that was a pretty notable scene because, like, after he falls, I think it's right after he falls in the pool and people are shooting at him. He's just like, hey, I don't think I can die, by the way. Yep, oh, pretty yeah. sure I can't die. <laughs> that is hilarious. I think I'm invincible. <laughs> no, that is really good, though. How'd you get down here? I told you to go to the roof. Did you fall? Jesus Christ, you kidding? I think I'm invincible. It's the only thing that makes sense. I don't think I can die. No, it's when uh, John Boy is like shooting up everything and he's behind the car and it's spinning and he's like trying to work up the courage to, he's got a gun and he's like so drunk that he doesn't realize the the thing is spinning. So he finally waits. He's like, one, two, three. He gets up and he's looking totally in the wrong Direction, he's completely exposed to John Boy because he didn't, <laughs> man, that is so funny to me. I don't think I did it very good justice, but 
he's trying to hide behind a car because John Boy's on the other side, but it's like a rotating, uh, whatever those things yeah, are like called, display. display. So he's just getting closer and closer to John Boy, and he doesn't realize it because he's drunk, nervous, his eyes are closed or whatever. But John Boy turns into, like, he has the Tommy gun from Road to Perdition earlier in the movie, <laughs> but he turns kind of into a stormtrooper here. Yeah, he can't shoot. Like, I, I even said to Brittany, I was like, for, like, a super awesome assassin, he cannot shoot. But, I don't know. It's just kind of funny, I guess. Um, but he does. He keeps shooting, because shooters got to shoot. So, I, I admire his consistency and perseverance. He like you miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't catch, <laughs> yeah. John Boy. <laughs> to be fair, he's putting out like matrix amount of bullets every time you see John Boy is just lead flying but everywhere. Ryan Gosling can't die; he's invincible. <laughs> and, That's why it's not? And to be fair to, to John Boy, he's killed multiple people during this fight. All these security <laughs> guards keep coming up and trying to tackle him, and he just kills all of them. So, and then you finally get to, I think, the point where he fights Jackson. I don't know where they're fighting on the roof or some partition somewhere. Uh, it's a good fight. Uh, I don't remember how he gets. First of all, there's a, a thing where he takes a grenade or whatever and puts it in someone's jacket. And some red pin. shirts get blown to smithereens. They should have put a Wilhelm scream in. I would have oh, really appreciated hate, that. I hate Wilhelm scream. <laughs> what? I'm such a not a fan of those. I'm, the, I'm ready for them to die. Never bothers me. <gasps> it's just, it just, like, I know in this podcast we've talked about being taken out of a movie by something. What, <laughs> what in the world takes you out of the movie more than the Wilhelm scream? More than a sound effect that you've heard, like, in yes, a thousand like thousands other movies. of times. <laughs> All right. Sorry. That's my mini rant on the Wilhelm scream. I hope when the Wilhelm scream dies, it does a Wilhelm scream, and that's the last one we ever heard here. So, uh, Jackson and. Last episode of Thrones has a Wilhelm scream, I'm, I'm betting. I hope not. Some say that the Big Bang started with a Wilhelm scream. Oh, jeez. Dude, if if the dragon would have died the other day and did the Wilhelm scream, that would have been so mad. It's so funny. Actually, that would have been pretty funny. That would have been pretty funny. Okay, so back to the movie. We're almost done, guys. Uh, So Jackson and John Boy are fighting, and Jackson gets the upper hand, and he's about to choke John Boy out, and then... Why does he stop, Jode? Uh, Because Holly's right there and it's like, don't kill him. You don't have to kill him. And so he just punches him out instead. Yeah, she's like, if you kill him, I'll never talk to you again. And they actually developed a pretty cool relationship. So he yeah. doesn't want that to happen. Okay, I've already gotten the older guy splat. That's in my notes. Um, So basically, oh, what we didn't talk about was the video is playing during all of this. That's kind of where the shenanigans begin is See, everyone's he's like trying. Mal-Rats. Yeah. For sure. Come on, <laughs> tell me when the popped her. Um, <laughs> 15, I thought she was 36. Um, Edit. No, that's classic. Um, okay, so, and then this kind of ends really quickly, which is fine with me. Like, I kept waiting to see how Judith, Kim Basinger, was going to get off of this. But she's pretty much there. She's admitted that she's going to go to jail. She basically accuses the other guys of weakening the country. You know, what's good for, uh, 
what's good for uh, Detroit is good for America. You know, pretty ominous speech. Yeah, but they end up doing all right. You kind of find out that the rich guys get off. Um, they were allowed to not get in trouble. Then maybe they got fined or something. And she gives a revelation. I don't know if anybody believes her or not, but she said she didn't want Amelia to die. Uh, does anybody believe her when she kind of said that? I mean, it is her daughter. Um, I think it goes back to... seem too upset. Was Talia the one actually hiring the John Boy doctor character? Like, I, I didn't understand that either. I figured Talia... Tally was just the uh, middle person to... So, what's-her-face? Judith wouldn't be complicit. But I, I gotta think Judith was the mastermind, but I don't know. I mean, you bring up a good point. If she said she didn't want her daughter to die, then... Maybe. But that's pretty much the end of the movie, except for you get to, you know, the roll credits scene uh, moment of the movie. Um, you Wait, find out we, that. Are we satisfied with that explanation that by not wanting her daughter to die, she hired a hitman to go kill her daughter and he killed her? It's the perfect plan, Josh. <laughs> I, that's not a very satisfying conclusion. I said before the pod that I didn't think the ending made much sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. Is part Sorry, of I it. forgot about that. No, this is just part of it. I, I don't know what she's talking about. Maybe she ordered the hit and couldn't do anything about it, or maybe she or didn't she want never her daughter wanted to, die. to get to this point. She never wanted yeah, it to true. get so crazy out of hand. Because they were supposed to Before find to make Amelia earlier. We need Stevie. This is a Stevie question. <laughs> John Boy was just like a, a last ditch effort because, you know, her career was at stake. Oh, geez, with the drinks. So, I mean, Josh, anything <laughs> more you want to say with that? Are you done? Are you all the way through the very end of the movie? No, no, no. Okay, let's finish that off. Uh, you find out that uh, March had taken out an ad in the paper. To start their own PI, their private detective, private investigator firm. And it is called Roll Credits, The Nice Guys. And they already have a case. I think it's some really weird case with some old lady or something. Um, it's kind of like the earlier gag where she's like, I haven't seen my husband. And he's like, when was the last time you saw her? Saw him. He's like, uh, at his funeral. And his, like, his urn is on the shelf. And she's what? Looks like she's maybe had like nine husbands dead or something. But anyway, so that's pretty much the end of the movie. They get, you know, they start the detective agency and I think it's going to be good. I wish there was a sequel, but America did not come through in the clutch and see this movie. So pretty devastated about that. But yeah, I would say it's the second end. worst decision America has ever made. <laughs> Let's just assume that we know what number one is. Um, so, Real quick, did anybody like when they threw the dead body over what they thought was a fence and it dropped? <laughs> no, I wasn't surprised because that was that. actually that was in the trailer. <laughs> that was in the trailer, but man, that's a really funny joke. <laughs> so go ahead, Josh. Oh, like the end scene where they're sitting at like the cafe and um, Russell Crowe is drinking, and I'm pretty sure Gosling is not, and. He shows them, like, their ad for their nice guys thing. Yeah. I don't know, like, that, I, there's, like, no breadcrumbs to that. There was no, like, Ryan Gosling earlier in the movie floating out. We'd make good partners and Russell Crowe being, like, you're an idiot. Like, 
that just kind of came out of nowhere and I I would have liked to see some more meaning there and maybe I just missed it but I thought that was a pretty deflating end scene I liked it I think it's because they work really well together they took down a really dangerous woman they got closure on the girl I mean it was not happy ending the girl died but they got and it was supposed to set up a sequel I believe that as well but it just didn't do very well in the theaters. Um, like budget was fifty million and it made like sixty three million. So not good. But then again, it's pretty early. We can't say that no sequel. It's only came out three years ago. But uh, so I mean, does, it, does anybody else want to hop in on what Josh said? Like, have any ideas? I like the ending. I, I, mean, I, I did too. Josh, did you? Would you have rather seen? Um, them on a plot on that plot of land like starting to build like would that have been a better ending for you (sighs) that's a really good question I'm not I'm not sure I think that um man I don't know Jordan did you get everything you wanted out of the ending Uh, I'm having trouble putting my finger on it or maybe like the hint of a start of a new I think, case or something. I think there were a few times where I thought like, okay, I'm ready for this to end, and it kind of like stretched a little bit, and it seemed like there were like two or three times where that happened. Um, I didn't hate it, I just wasn't quite as engaged after like the first... Um, like when Amelia gets killed, that kind of was the the last point for me. I was like, okay, this story is like winding down, but it kept going for like, what, another 25 minutes maybe? Oh, uh, you didn't like the whole auto show scene with all that craziness? Uh, I mean, it's all right, but then I thought it was going to end again, and there's like another uh, four, scene. four minutes. Yeah, it's like yeah, there's another scene, scene with William Barr, and then there's scene with yeah, I don't know. So, it may else have any follow ups before um, we get to yes or no's? Any last thoughts? I think we kind of got them. Mm. Good. All right. Good. Well, let's start with uh, start with the way we did it, uh, Jordan. Uh, yeah, it's a yes for me. I was, I did not know what to expect going in. I don't remember like hearing about this when it was coming out at all. Um, but I wasn't a huge uh, Gosling fan at the time. I've since changed. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a yes. It's really entertaining and funny. Um, and yeah, had a good time. Cool. Um, I think it was Josh next. Yeah. Um. This movie is super entertaining and fun, and I give it a really solid yes. I was like writing a list of movies I kind of thought it was like Mallrats, kind of. That's kind of a joke, but like I can see it though. <laughs> it's in the same category as I think, like Brick and Big Lebowski. Maybe yeah. like Men Who Stare at Goats. Burn After Reading is probably right in there, and I think mm, yeah. what may prevent this movie from becoming a cult classic like Big Lebowski is I, I do think. It lacks like a true heart, and maybe the heart of it is kind of absurdist, like I was kind of saying earlier. And um, I don't know; it's really awesome. It just doesn't attain that like A plus for me. But um, good movie. Glad I watched it. It made me wonder if 
Actually, Ryan Reynolds would have been better cast than Gosling in that role. I don't know why I always <laughs> compare those two. It's like a hang-up I have, but a uh, great movie. Mikey? Uh, yeah, I remember watching this in the theater when it came out. So I made an effort to go see it because it looked like something I was going to like, and I did like it. It's a lot like uh, Lethal Weapon to me. Um, it's buddy cop comedy. So I like it. It's funny. Uh, there's like a lot of physical comedy that's really hilarious in it. Um, I think uh, the biggest problem I have with it is just that the plot is just a little too convoluted. Mm-hmm. There's just a little too many, I don't know, like moving pieces, I guess. The auto work or the uh, auto uh, industries trying to keep quiet about this porno movie from being leaked which features this <laughs> district of justice uh, woman's daughter it was, it was just a little too much uh to follow sometimes i guess but i've yeah. seen it a couple times now that it, i understand the plot so got a little phantom menace in it <laughs> <laughs> it's about space taxes <laughs> Uh, I like this movie. I, I wish there was a, a sequel. Me too. Uh, yeah. I really do uh, because I think uh, these two guys are really hilarious together. And I I put Ryan up there with Jake Gyllenhaal. So mm. he's he's a pretty hilarious actor in my eyes. So I like this movie a lot. I give it a yes. Uh, yeah. This is like this was a hard yes for me. Um, I'm looking at like a, a hundred review on this, and I think it sums it up perfectly. Someone says. Ryan Gosling in a physical action comedy. Whoever thought of the idea should be crowned genius of the year. Like when I saw this trailer a couple years ago, I thought it was going to be, I thought Crow was going to be like he was, you know, the tough guy. I thought he was going to be a little meaner, which he had kind of not being. I thought Gosling was going to be kind of one of those pushover nerds. And to find out that he was the sarcastic kind of douchey character, I thought that was so perfect for him. I think, because you don't really get to see him in that role very much. So I thought it was perfect. Um, to Josh's point, I I thought there was some heart because, you know, by the end, Gosling's character had kind of become maybe a little bit better father. Stop, didn't drink at the end. Uh, Russell Crowe, I thought, showed his heart, even though he's kind of a darker soul, but he showed his heart. And the daughter, I thought, was the heart of the movie. Um so I, I, I don't know I, I can see what you're talking about but this is definitely yes for me uh, I thought it was so funny I was laughing at so many jokes um, I just thought it was great I thought the 77 time period was great awesome I, I can't watch I can't wait to watch it again to be honest with you so so that is uh, four yeses that's preserved uh, oh yeah any f- is there any food in this movie a lot of drinks. Yoo-hoo. Oh, uh, yeah. yoo nice. nice crisp glass mm-hmm. of Oof. Yoo-hoo. <laughs> I haven't what had one say? of those in 30 cool, years. Yeah, what did you say? chocolate water. <laughs> what did you say? Ooh-wee, I have the Yoo-hoo or something? I don't remember. That must be like an old... <laughs> Ooh-wee. <laughs> gross. I'll try to All find right, the, the clip slogan? and I'll put it in the episode. <laughs> Please do. Oh, my God. <laughs> yoo-hoo. Real quick, I should have asked earlier. Does anybody have paper? I do, yeah. some, something you can mark off something because this will make the mm-hmm. trivia a lot easier. I can mark off something. No, you guys all need to do it. It's the process of elimination. I, I got one. Joe? Yep. Okay, I will apologize. 
to everyone real quick. It just didn't really work out the way I wanted to, but I'm just going to go with it. Okay, so oh I need you guys both to write these movies down. Both or all three of us? All three of you in okay. two different two different columns, all right? One column is uh, Russell Crowe, and the other one is Ryan Gosling. So are you guys ready? You can okay. cut By the way, you can edit this out or whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, Gladiator for Russell Crowe, obviously. Man of Steel. I'll slow down, sorry. L.A. Confidential. Am I going too fast? You're good. Nope. A Beautiful Mind. The Quick and the Dead. Hold on, hold on. Okay, you're fine. Okay. And then The Insider. Okay, those are Russell Crowe movies. By the way, I put all of these movies in a random order generator. So, um, for the Ryan Gosling, La La Land. Remember the Titans? La La Land. By the way, I would actually do columns if I were you, like, next to each other. Um, it might make it easier. I don't know. So I said, okay, La La Land, Remember the Titans. The Notebook. Drive. Which that brings the point. He was driving a car in this movie that was, like, a really <laughs> yeah. good car. The yeah, total poor, opposite way. Exactly. He was I, was, <laughs> I was thinking of that when he was doing it. I was like, man, he's the exact opposite. He's crashing everything in this movie. Uh, the next one is Crazy Stupid Love. And then, finally, First Man. Okay? So we got that out of the way. Okay, bear with me here, guys. Um, each movie on one side of the column has a counterpart on the other. And they are going by Metascore ratings. Two of them are in the 40s. Two are in the 50s. Two in the 60s. Two in the 70s. Two in the 80s. And two in the 90s. Does that make sense, everybody? 40s to 90s. Yeah, so Russell Crowe has mm-hmm. a movie there that's in that's ranked in the 40s, not ranked, uh, rated in the 40s. And Ryan Gosling has another movie in his column that is rated in the 40s. So it's kind of kind of be like sort sort the sort game, you know. But I need you to guess two movies at a time that you think are in the same chunk of of and, order. And do you have to name that chunk as well? No, 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 no. You don't. You do not. That would take too long. Um, Thank fuck. <laughs> so, fuck. Rotten Tomatoes? What exactly is this? Thank fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is not Rotten Tomatoes. It is a Metascore, like an actual good uh, okay. rating. So, what's okay. the order we have here? Uh, uh, can we call Pat? No. I was Edit last time. Right? Yeah. It was who did? Oh, Indiana. so yeah, because Pappy did Aladdin, you did Raiders, so your most recent. Jordan, can you host? Uh, no. I think so. Yeah. <gasps> uh, yeah. Okay. So Josh did too fast. Yeah, and then and, jo- and then Jordan been a bit just okay, normal so fast. Jordan, this not a super advantage. Would you like to go first, where you can start off quicker? Or would you like to go third, where hopefully some of the ones will be eliminated? Uh, third. Ooh. Okay, so I guess that means... I'm grabbing a book. Oh, man, this made a huge mess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike. <laughs> okay, so... Um, let's... I guess who's going first, so with... I'll go first because that was most recent. So I'm choosing. Are we doing the 40s first? No, you. The one you do not have to. 
go by number. Just oh, pick I'm just choosing the pair. What you want to do is try to knock out ones that you think you just got to eliminate them. When you, when you get them, I will tell you what the ratings are, which will help you later. Okay. But I would recommend if you guess two that aren't right, I would make sure you don't guess those two again. That's why I wanted you to get paper. So mm-hmm. go ahead, Mikey. Hmm. I'll go. Uh, I'll go L.A. Confidential and Crazy Stupid Love. That is incorrect. And me next. Yep. I'm gonna go Gladiator and La La Land. Incorrect. Jode. Uh, I want to do. Jeesh. Uh, Man of Steel and The Notebook. Woo! Got it. What? <laughs> the Notebook was 53, and Man of Steel was wow. 55. Nicely done, Jode. Ooh. See, look, that's hard because everybody loves The Notebook now. Yeah. As people didn't For like sure. it. For that, sure, that definitely then. happens Like when you go see movies huh. and they're originally rated. So, I Weird. guess... I guess. Uh, Does he get to Mikey's go again? Yeah, he, uh, yeah, well, yeah, he gets to go. Keep going until he misses. Shoot or shoot. Right, shoot till you miss. Uh, Gladiator and Remember the Titans. Incorrect. Fuck. No Why? Josh. Uh, Mikey's up. It's my, it's it's my turn. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, Beautiful Mind and La La Land. Uh, no, incorrect. I was keeping track, but I don't want to. So, so Josh, you're up. Gladiator Drive Incorrect Damn So it's Jordan, yeah Jordan Hot hand, you've got the hot hand Gladiator and First Man? No See, eventually you guys are going to whittle it down Seems whittled I thought they've all been guests for Gladiator (laughs) Honestly Wow, interesting Gladiator and Remember the Titans. Incorrect. <laughs> you guys are just going. Yep. That's that's what I guessed, Mikey. Gladiator uh, and Crazy Stupid Love. That is correct. Oh, baby. Gladiator is a 67 and Crazy it? Stupid Love is 68. What? Yep. <laughs> wow. I put that one in there Dude, to trick Crazy you. Stupid Love is so good. So is Gladiator. For Gladiator. Oh, I love Gladiator. Okay, so Josh, you're up again. Shoot a shoot. Yeah. Uh,. <laughs> L.A. Confidential and La La Land. That is correct. L.A. Confidential is a 90. La La Land is a 93. Okay. He's hot, guys. He's so hot right now. Hanson. Hansel. (laughs) I think the best two movies clearly remaining are Beautiful Mind and Drive. That is correct. (gasps) Damn. Uh, Beautiful Mind is 72. Drive is 78. I had American Gangster, but Brittany had never heard of it, so I switched it to Beautiful Mind. Mm-hmm. And Josh is on fire. Oh, this these is huge. last this is huge. two are a crapshoot, man. The Quick and the Dead. Um, I hate Remember the Titans, so I'm going to say First Man. <laughs> you said The Quick and the Dead in First Man? Yeah. Incorrect. Oh. <laughs> so, Joe's up. I hope, uh, he, I hope he kept track. <laughs> the insider in First Man? That is correct. Which leaves 
Quick and the Dead and Remember the Titans. That's correct. Uh, Mikey, you blew it for me. By the way, the, the <laughs> insider. By the way, the insider was eighty-four. First man, eighty-four. Um, I've never heard of that movie. The insider. Have I. Yeah. I know a lot of people who think that he should have won an Oscar that year, and that should have been Best Picture. Like he, oh, wow. he easily could have won uh, Best Actor three years in a row, and he ended up only winning it once. Um, remember, the Titans was a forty-eight. And the quick and the dead was forty nine. I originally had Mystery Alaska, and Brittany had never heard of it, so I switched to that to Quick and the Dead. So what do we do now? It's over. Jordan won. Sorry, I guys. Thought we both I got thought we three. both got three. Yeah, I got zero. I was, okay. Well, I was trying to do who finished it out, but if it's three versus three, I got to come up with a tiebreaker. <gasps> Is Mikey in the tiebreaker? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I'm not in the tiebreaker. <laughs> Oh man, give me another long collusion. <laughs> give me a second, guys. Man, I just never expected. Jordan, it. we could play one-on-one Fortnite. Uh, winner takes the spoils. <laughs> that would yeah, smoke you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Live stream. Catch you in my in that bush over on the hill. <laughs> that game would Jeez. take forty-five minutes. <laughs> you guys wouldn't even find each other. I wouldn't even be able to find my car. <laughs> okay. Um, this is just going to be kind of a, a, a lame one out of this, but... Okay, we're going to do closest to... Closest to... Got it. You can go over if you want. What is the meta score for Blade Runner 2049? Uh, am I, am Josh I first? goes first because Jordan's got the advantage. I feel like I remember it being high. Um, Dang, I should have picked a different movie. But I don't think it was. I don't think it was like La La Land high. So I'll say like eighty nine. Let's go. I I think lower. I think it's like 87, but I want to say 88 to get the full low score. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is 81. Uh, but Josh, I thought, hey. I was like, oh no, you guessed way too high, but like, then I started thinking about it. That was like perfect, because I really thought Jordan was going to go over. <laughs> really, definitely on the fence. So, uh, your All winner right. of this crazy trivia was uh, Jordan and he gets to pick the next movie but I guess for now let's kick it to Spoiler Man so Jordan can come up with a movie to watch in a couple months. Has Point Break 3 out yet? <laughs> Unfortunately no. I gotta go uh, find my notebook with my list. One Cut. sec. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw should be out pretty I was gonna say that. he needs to get a notebook break. to pick the next Fast and Furious movie. Is, oh, is my he gosh. actually going to pick the notebook? Is that a pun? Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Okay, and we're back. Um, Jordan, you got a movie for us? We're going back to the Old West, boys. <laughs> I saw this come up. Oh, Jesus. This came up the other day, and I didn't Ooh. realize it was a Western. But we're going to watch Rango. Oh, I thought I've you were definitely doing Rango. Guns, too. I think Josh no. did, too. <laughs> oh, is that this animated lizard what is Rango? Yeah, yeah, Johnny Depp, right? Yep. 
Why? <laughs> Why would you choose that? I've never seen it before. I want to check it out. <laughs> I think oh, I've seen man. it. Dude, <laughs> that time we got Rango. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? That was only like three seconds in this episode. Oh, Jordan yeah, loves Django, oh and he gives God. us Rango. Yeah, Rango Wait, Unchained. Jordan is going to try to pivot <laughs> midweek Rango. guaranteed. Jordan, <laughs> just like, switch oh. to Django now. <laughs> I didn't know it was a western. I'm gonna go with Rango. Is this some sort of cruel joke? <laughs> I wanted Young Guns too. Oh man, I can't wait to see what Nobody Pappy wanted Young Guns too. I can't wait to see what Pappy God. and Stevie think when someone renames it Rango. <laughs> I don't even know how to find Rango. Where I know that's not streaming on anything. <laughs> Nobody's carrying Rango. <laughs> you I think have to it was re-download LimeWire to get. I think Rango. it was a big movie. <laughs> oh my gosh, so funny. 2011. Jordan, is this a Kirsten pick? No, it's not. I've never seen it, and it popped up in a search the other day. Oh, it did all right, it did all right in the box office. Let's... What were you searching? I don't remember. <laughs> you possibly I had it, I had it written down on my notes, Dude, it's man. it's got a really good voice cast. Like, keep, really good. That's why I keep the notebook. Jordan's just always talking about <laughs> lizards in the Old West, and so, like, Google knew his preferences. Oh, gosh. Okay, I, I'll try to rein this in. Okay, Jeez. well, um, that was... Uh, the nice guys uh, tune in next week for the 2011 classic Rango. Um, Rango. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, this was spoilers. Rango. Rango. the notebook bunch of dudes my despite my thing josh <laughs> it i mean you end up losing anyway but i was gonna do it like we did with sort where if you get the last one you win but the fact that you guys both got three worked out perfectly i just didn't expect to need a tiebreaker can't believe i got three in a row and missed the <laughs> coin flip to just hand I, it well, to him. <laughs> well you said you said uh i hate remember the titan so i was like oh he's gonna say it <laughs> because the quick and the dead was like a bomb like it's got a crazy cast in it it's actually got the older guy in it uh leonardo dicaprio gene hackman russell crowe i can't believe we stuck with that calling him the older guy. i know but that's what, <laughs> that's what he's credited as but yeah. yeah when you said that i was like oh he nailed it and then when you went with did you go with the insider yeah the insider was like a big movie so it's kind of a lot like this it's about like corruption in Government, uh, tobacco company, and journalism, I believe. So, Jode? Sorry, I need another minute. Can't find my fucking list. What the hell? Ah. Yeah, La La Land's highest one on here. I don't know if I'll ever see that movie. Oh, you've never seen it? You've never seen it? It just doesn't seem like it's pretty good. Thing. I didn't think I was gonna like it either, but it's a good movie. It's got some really cool camera tricks and stuff. It's got like one of the coolest piano scenes you'll ever see, but it's also kind of awkward. Uh, I thought it was great. Like Brittany thought it was just okay, but if you're gonna see any movie on this list for the first time, you need to see *L.A. Confidential*. 
Dude, I remember that video, that movie being huge. What is it like mid nineties and like PJ Video down on thirty three had like this 90- huge display case. Yeah, ninety seven. I I might have been just how I reacted when I watched it. I literally put in my letterbox review that I think that's the best movie of the nineties. It's so good. It's so good. Dark. It's like a neo, definitely a neo noir. Consider one of the best, if not the best, LA movie like the last 25, 30 years. LA Confidential is? Yeah, it's so good. It's been on Netflix for a while and I've it is on Netflix, had my yeah. eye on it, but like just uh, haven't started it yet. Heard of it. Never seen it. You should watch it. It's like the two main characters are Russell Crowe and uh, Guy Pierce, who are both unknowns yeah. at the time, pretty much. And they're both from New Zealand. And Kevin Spacey. You ready, Joe? No. Oh, my Fuck gosh. Me. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm guessing we're editing all this out, but... I fucking hope so. I think I heard a big old yawn from Mikey, though, maybe. <laughs> hey, how this was is P- all going to be like the post-episode. Post. That's fine. Mikey, how was Pikachu? It's pretty funny. Yeah. Pikachu. Yeah. It's, uh, I actually liked it a lot, and I don't know anything about Pokemon, yeah, I don't so. Either. I know Pokemon, <clears throat> Ash, and Bulbasaur. That's, like, literally all I know. I think. he He's a little adorable. I mean, like, watching that movie, I was like, wow, I wish I could go buy a Pokemon. Yeah, he looks cute. That thing looks like an amazing pet. Now, it's like Ryan Reynolds doing, like, a PG Deadpool. Or is it like uh, different, not, different comedy? It's definitely not. I don't even think he goes past like PG-13. Okay. It's pretty tame. But it's like textbook Ryan but, Reynolds. Uh, it was still, yeah, it was still funny though. I just think his voice is hilarious. Yeah. So I'll just watch anything he's doing. I'm good. 